I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And this is a mini episode. We're going to try to make it shorter than the usual episodes. Yeah, we will do our best. We have not always been super successful at that. Nope. But we're going to give it a shot. Yep. We are in Madigan's house today, which is so weird. We're not in a closet right now. I know. It's weird. We're at my, uh, I was going to say kitchen table. We're not in my kitchen. Dining room table? Dining room table. And I have my super needy dog in my lap. So if you hear panting at any point. It's not me. That's Dorothy. Yeah. (laughs) It's not Keegan. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my, should I say my boyfriend's out of town? I feel like that's like such a creepy thing to say. Oh, you're just opening the door to burglars (laughs) and rapists. I know, but she's like super fucking needy because her dad's not around. So she's going to chill on my lap and hopefully not be too much of a nuisance, right? We're not going to be a nuisance. Do you have anything you want to say, Dorothy? She's just licking my face. (laughs) Nothing. All right. So before we get started, 
I'll just address that I may permanently sound like Demi Moore from here on out because my voice is just not wanting to kick back into gear. You know what? I think that I might have like bronchitis or something. Because oh, God. Don't say that. It's just not going away. Yeah. For me, my coughs just linger forever. Yes. Like I, I can't stop coughing. But this is always what happens. Like if I develop a cough, I could cough for like a full month. That's I feel true. better. It's just my like Yeah. Throat. I'm still waking up in the middle of the night coughing. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Pretty bad. And especially now that I'm like home by myself, like if I have to get up to take pills in the middle of the night, I turn on every light yeah and like just to get to the kitchen I'm I was like oh I was God. genuinely pissed off the other night because I took NyQuil and then I went to bed I went to bed like too late mm-hmm. you know how that happens like mm-hmm. you have a window where it's just like you have to go to bed when you're sleepy because if you fight that then you're not gonna go to bed you're and up. I was like super pissed that I was like up and coughing all night <laughs> it's just like no anyway we are not off to a good start as far as trimming these episodes down sorry <laughs> that's okay all right let's go let's do this thing Okay, so we're going to continue our trend with starting with the horrible Mm -hmm. and working our way into things that are less horrible. Yes. So right off the bat, I am just going to give a trigger warning. Um, If you are sensitive to issues of sexual assault or rape, you may want to skip this segment and move move on to our next one. I'll make a really loud beeping sound for 30 seconds so you know when to come back. No, I won't just, do that. Just That'd hit that skip 15 like, you know, three or four times. Okay. So, uh, a woman alleges that she was repeatedly raped in Chris Brown's home. Oh, God. Claims, How did I not hear about this? Claims this, well, because Chris Brown does so much shitty stuff that I think it kind of just at this point is like what what else is new oh god well I'm sorry is this is recent recent I'll let you continue, continue. yes yeah it was it's this is from May 9th today is the 16th but okay. still semi-recent she claims that she was not only repeatedly raped in the home but that the singer and his friends his entourage also hid weapons from the police <gasps> so Basically, what happened was she met Chris Brown and um, this other guy, Young Lo, who... He sounds like a great guy. Lowell Grissom Jr. is his act. Lowell. Like, dude. Oh, I thought it was like Young Lo. That is... That's Lowell. Lowell Grissom Jr., also known as Young Lo. Oh, okay. Yes, because no one's going to go by Lowell. I don't know. I kind of like it. Okay. No, it's definitely like a Disney villain name. <laughs> Lowell sure. Grissom Jr. Like, yeah. you just set this kid up. I'm sorry to any Lowells who are listening. <laughs> um, so this woman, she's unnamed. Uh, they they have her going by Doe X. Okay. Oh, wait. No, she's Jane Doe. Sorry. They have her going by Jane Doe, but she says that when she was at Brown's home... Um, young Lo and an unnamed woman named Doe X forcibly mm. held her down mm-hmm. and forced her to perform sex acts. And this thing, I have it from uh, People, is it's long and harrowing and horrific, and I'm not going to detail every single thing yeah. that happened, but basically she was partying with them at a club or something, and they were like, hey, do you want to come back to Chris Brown's house for a party? And her and her... No. Right? No, you don't. The answer is always no. When it's Chris Brown? When it's Chris Brown, the answer is... No. 100% of the time, no. No. But I can just totally see this was probably... Like a young woman out partying, probably flattered that people of any like fame were paying attention to her at all. Yeah, and could have been drinking. Yeah, you for know. sure was drinking. Yeah, and so she went with them to Chris Brown's house. His house is obviously locked up. Like there's a gate, 
and then there's like locked doors. Yeah. So she got in there and then they took her phone away. And she was like, I kind of want to leave. And they wouldn't let her leave. And she couldn't get out because she, there was a code on the gate. So she couldn't get out. And then everyone at the party, she says that they were, Chris Brown was like handing out drugs. Wait, why is there a code to leave? I don't know. That's shady as Well, fuck. I think it's just to unlock it, to get it to open. I, I, you know I still I mean? don't like that at all. But so, like, Chris Brown is handing out drugs and drinks, and she's like, I don't know, maybe I'm in over my head here. And she says that she wanted to leave at that point, but they wouldn't let her leave. And then at some point, Chris Brown hands all the girls, like, a clear pill that has, like, white stuff inside and tells Mm-mm. them all to, like, have a good time. Mm-hmm. And she said she didn't take it. But then they locked them all in a bedroom, she says. Like, they took all the girls, locked them all in a bedroom. And when, um, like, all the people there, I guess, were, like, engaging in sexual activity, she didn't want to. Yeah. And that's when Doe X, this girl, like, grabbed her, held her down, and sat on her face (gasps) and basically forced her to perform oral sex on this woman. Yeah. And she also says that this woman was menstruating at the time, which is... (sighs) Just adds an extra layer of, like, awfulness. And then she, like, the other guys were also, like, forcing themselves on her this entire time. And it went on for quite a while before. And then I guess someone called the cops at some point. This or, is disgusting. It's horrible. I'm sorry. This is absolutely It's disgusting. horrible, but I just want to drive home that Chris Brown's a terrible person. He's a terrible person. And so at some point, someone called the cops on, like, I guess it was a noise complaint or something. And they didn't want to let the cops in. And she says she saw them hiding like bags of weapons, like bags of guns until finally she was able to like get out. Like they gave her her phone back and let her leave. Like the after a while. The phone thing that like I feel like I'm listening to you telling me the synopsis of like every abduction book I've ever Yeah, read. it's horrifying. And they can say it's like, oh, it's because it's a celebrity and, and he doesn't want you taking like videos no. and pictures of him. Bullshit. Which, look, man, I've seen that happen in the past, like where people, you know, fuck celebrities and then they take selfies with them the next day and put it all over their but social honestly, media. But honestly, that's where you get an NDA. And if things are posted, then right. legal action can be taken. Right. I feel like if you are a girl going into any home, do not accept that. Yeah. Do not accept well, that as being but what something she's supposed to do. to do like you can't get out I understand that no I'm not blaming her at all I'm just saying that in general in rule general of just be so weary of that I yeah. mean honestly I was even having a, fr- a conversation with a friend today we'll talk about it when we're not recording about how like you know during Weinstein and everything we're talking about NDAs and even just with NDAs that I've signed where there's been moments where it's like fuck like that NDA if only we didn't have to keep our mouths shut about certain things. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Like when there are things that happen in a job that are, that you would normally, you know, report to HR or something. Right, where in this situation there really is no like HR that you can report to. If and it's honestly, a personal thing or even if it's like I've worked as a nanny or like if you're working as an assistant or things like that and you're not working right. for a company or working as like a personal assistant. Right. There's so many people that take advantage of their NDAs. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so well, shitty. I know that was a situation with Weinstein in particular yeah. where he had them signing NDAs for things that like you shouldn't have to sign an NDA for. No, of course not. And I, even um, we're going to touch on Larry Nasser, but even he, um, Michaela Maroney, had some sort of document signed where she couldn't speak. Remember that? And Christy Teigen I, was like, I'm going to help oh, you pay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's just they're so dangerous and I feel like it's good that now we're kind of starting to have a discussion about those kinds of things because I get that you're a private person and that you need to like be protected there's a balance there. there's a balance Mm -hmm. and also like there's just and there's boundaries that you need to set for yourself as a person who's maybe not a celebrity who's in experiences with a celebrity right where you have to know what you're comfortable with and like what you're not comfortable with yeah so anyway, she finally made it out, Jane Doe, and I guess is pressing charges now. And I guess this happened at the end of last year. And of course, Chris Brown's attorney is saying that this is a shakedown, that she's she wants money from him. And yeah. I think she is suing him for money. She's suing Chris Brown. Um, I don't but blame her. if this situation, you know, happened, then she has every right to do that. Yeah. Like, and I just think that it's very it's a very detailed story for her to have made up. Very. And there are other people who are involved, which hopefully will comply. Right, because she's not actually saying, to my knowledge, I need to reread the article, but I don't think she's actually saying that Chris Brown himself assaulted her. You know, she's saying that Young Lo and this woman assaulted her. At his house. At his house, and he was present. Yeah. You know, so, and facilitating it, so. Yeah. Anyway, so there's your worst story of the week, I Yo, think. <laughs> that just broke my heart a million times. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll try to provide an update if yeah. and when that's resolved. Agreed. But. Well, I wanted to touch on the fact that Larry Nasser has been told to give $500 million to his abuse victims, which I think is... Good. Bittersweet. You know, I have a hard time hearing that kind of stuff because I'm like, it's great that they're getting money, but like, that's not going to fix. No. And also, the years of abuse. Who is. This is the who's one. Who's giving him, like, who's giving them this money? Because not Larry Nasser. He doesn't have $500 million. That is a great question. Oh, Michigan State University. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this, was, this article says Michigan State University announced Wednesday that a $500 million settlement agreement had been reached between it and over 300 women who said that they were sexually abused and assaulted by sports doctor Larry Nasser. I am always curious, though, like, even a university, $500 million, how long is it going to be till these people see this money? That's a good point. I've never really thought about you that. You know, like, does it get tied up in stuff? Are there payments that they make? I mean, and I know that, like, the ultimate victory is basically them admitting fault here yeah that's really the real victory and here, the fact but that he is going to be put away for 40 to 175 years dorothy yeah. get away from the microphone that was a good that was a good pant into the microphone <laughs> that was great dorothy chill calm i get that you're an angry feminist too and that you feel really she just strongly. wants to participate she does she's like fuck larry nasser i gotta get involved in this same shit. same girl um so yeah, I just wanted to bring that up as kind of an update to the whole Larry Nasser situation. Bill Cosby, also I want to bring up really quick, he is being sentenced, his sentencing is in September. Uh, I believe I read September 24th and 25th. Not exactly for the charges that we wanted, but at least he's being... Held accountable. He's being held accountable for something, finally. Right. And, and he's old, so they're putting him... My mom was like... Essentially, he's away for the rest of his life. Right, that's what she said. He was like, They were like, do you think they're just giving him a lighter sentence because he's gonna die soon I was like I don't know I don't know because at that point what does it matter yeah because he's gonna be in jail for the rest of his life I, I I don't mean what does it matter as in they should give him a lighter sentence I mean what does it matter if they did give him the harshest sentence exactly they could give him 300 yeah, years to he's him it's die. all the same he's yeah. gonna die in prison anyway yeah but 
we will continue to provide updates. We'll try and keep you appraised if there are updates on Larry Nasser, Bill Cosby, how fucking awful Chris Brown is, etc. All of the awful people. We're going to let you know what they're up to. <laughs> yes. Don't you worry. What else do you have for us today, Keegan? So I have a bit more bittersweet news. The, okay. This news is actually, it's good, but you'll see why it's like, what? At the same time. Got it. So Delaware just became the first U.S. state to fully ban child marriage. Oh, good. The first state? You see what I mean. What the fuck? Because you're like, oh, good, is the initial reaction. And then you're like, (laughs) wait, what about the other 49 states? Where child marriage is fucking legal. I mean, it's, it's not legal, but there are loopholes. Basically, like, if your parents give you permission, you can get married at 11 in some of these states. Seriously, in some of these states, like we're looking 11. at like Utah. <laughs> well, I think it says. No offense, I know you lived in Utah. No, that's fine. Um, but it says Texas and Virginia, for instance, last year enacted new laws limiting marriage to those eighteen and older. But they made narrow exceptions for minors uh, granted adult rights by the courts. So I guess like. Does that mean if you're emancipated, then you could get married? I don't know. I'm or does that mean an adult has to give you permission, like a parent? Probably. But I also read Probably here, a little bit of both, because if you're emancipated, technically you can make your own decisions like an adult. Right. But then if you're not emancipated, they probably but do have to give consent. But you are still a child. No, I'm not sh- saying it's right. No, no but. Like, but what I'm saying is, like, yes, you're emancipated and you can make adult decisions, but that shouldn't change the law for an adult man, for instance. Yeah. Like to marry you to marry a sixteen-year-old just because she's emancipated, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. So here's a quote here: Most U.S. states set the minimum age at eighteen, but except for Delaware, all still allow exceptions, most of which are very broad. For example, with parental permission or for pregnancy, in twenty-three states, children of any age can <gasps> marry under some circumstances. If you're pregnant, you can get married, guys. Which it's cool. they address that later in this. Um, they address that later in this article, which this article is from CNN. They basically make the point that in other instances, this would be considered statutory rape. Yeah. But if they get pregnant, that is an exception. So if you get which a... Which to me makes it sound even it's worse. worse. But like basically they're saying like if you get a 14-year-old pregnant, she is then legal to marry you. So... You know, it says here, children under 18 have no legal standing. They cannot file for divorce, utilize a domestic violence shelter, apply for a loan, or open a credit card. Uh. They cannot enter any legal contract, but until this bill was signed, they could be married as a child without any way of escaping an abusive marriage. And this is from uh, Delaware Rep. uh, Kim Williams. So this is a bipartisan law. So people came... Like, on both sides of the aisle, Republicans, Democrats, they came together and just basically said, hey, that's messed up. Kids shouldn't be allowed to get married. So the law, up until the passage of this measure, included an exception for circumstances that would otherwise be considered statutory rape. This bill would eliminate this backward and what I consider unacceptable exception. And that's from a Republican, Anthony uh, Del Colo. And Del Colo went on to say, minors are considered to have insufficient legal capacity to make some decisions, such as enter contracts with attorneys, and marriage should not be any different. 
It just reminds me kind of of like back in the day when like women weren't allowed to get divorces or things like that. You know what I mean? Wait, it essentially is that because you're saying you're allowing them to get married even if it is with parental permission or because she got pregnant or whatever. But then they can't do anything about it if they're in a situation right. that they're unhappy They can't with. file for divorce. They can't so. even go to a, like a domestic abuse Right, they can't enter into a contract with an attorney. And my guess is you yeah. would have to ask your parents for help with that. You know, and if your parents were cool with you getting married to an adult in the first place, I don't know that these are always situations that are, like, easy for a child to get in or out of. Right. And they can't even, if what if they don't have support at home? Exactly. And they can't go to a shelter on their own because they're That's too young. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, everything about it is, is, is messed, messed up. up and... Every state should ban it. Yeah, everyone should follow by example and yeah. get this shit taken care of. I think the number here, which I was a little appalled by, there were 167,000 children married in 38 states between the year 2000 and 2010. Yeah. The latest number numbers available, Human Rights Watch reported, in some states, children may marry as young as 12. That is bananas. I was a teeny tiny child at 12. Yeah. So not okay. Yeah. What else you got? Um, I I really have one just besides the, like me reading about Larry Nasser and Bill Cosby. Uh Um, For those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Anne Frank nerd. Mm -hmm. Like huge Anne Frank nerd. And I'm learn- I learned so much today that I did not know before. And the one that I'm really excited about is that they have uncovered two pages <gasps> in her pages. diary that she had, like, edited, kind of. That's exciting. So she laid, like, these two pieces of brown paper and, like, taped it over so like her dad or someone couldn't read it you know mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to like touch the pages because they could ruin they're it with so their fragile. fingers and yeah they, they want to keep them in the best shape that they can so now there's this like technology out there that they could like read below the brown paper and basically it's just it's Anne Frank talking about sex Hell yeah. which she does a lot and she does a lot in her uh, diary right so that's not really like the important part but what's funny is like kind of like her innuendos of it the thing isn't necessarily about her talking about sex what's interesting is like her literary style that changes because she she starts speaking to like an imaginary person so this is what it says i sometimes imagine that someone might come to me and ask me to inform him about sexual matters how would I go about it? She attempts an answer, addressing an imaginary listener with a lofty tone, using phrases such as rhythmical movements to describe <laughs> sex and internal medic- medicament? Internal medicament to refer to contraception. Researchers say that these passages are important because it shows her using a different literary tactic by speaking to an imaginary listener. She also touches on menstruation, a sign that she is ripe, in quotes, right? All right, Anne. (laughs) Listen, no. (laughs) And prostitution. And she quotes, in Paris, they have big houses for that. (laughs) Do you know what makes me so sad about that? What makes you so sad? Is that it really illustrates, or it makes me think about who she could have been as a writer yeah my god yeah she would have been huge she was totally teaching herself new techniques new tactics new writing styles yeah as you know a child well and that's the thing is what she she actually started writing 
the secret annex. I didn't I didn't really know this either. She had actually started editing her own diaries and placing them into another book. And so she was like planning like when I get out of here because I guess they were talking about finding writings of people and publishing them. Mm-hmm. And she was like thinking about, oh, I want them to publish my work when I'm finally freed. So she did kind of have this in mind, and I think that's why her father was like, I need to do something with this book. Well, and even when you read The Diary of Anne Frank, I think part of what, you know, is uh, so powerful about it is that she's a really good writer. She is, and she's also, like, aware that that's what she wants to do. Yeah. So you can tell that she's trying to, like, hone in on her craft and, like, be really good at it and things like that. Um, I'm just, I'm such a huge fan. I think it's, I just thought it was so cool today when I was reading too about like her whole editing process and compiling these books together. And they were like, maybe these brown papers weren't just about, you know, her dad not seeing him or the other people in these close quarters. It maybe was also like her own editing process Mm -hmm. for like, no, I'm not going to put this part in my book. This makes me sound silly. Right. You know, things like that. And for me, getting into the mind of Anne Frank is something that's like, both really tragic and what brings me so close to her when I'm reading anything by her. Yeah, I think that that's the general feeling, you know? I think that that's kind of what resonates with a lot of people about that book is that you do feel close to her. Yeah. Like, you, you feel like you know her, but at the same time, she's just this young girl trying to, like, figure herself out and figure her situation out. Yeah. And it is what makes it so tragic yeah. about that situation, you know? She is the reason that I was excited to get my period when I was younger because she wanted her period so bad. Because she wanted to be a woman. And I totally responded to that. I was like, yeah, I'm sick of being this little girl and no one taking me seriously. Like, I, if I get my period, then, like, I'm going to be a woman. I'm going to be ripe <laughs> as fuck. Oh, God. But, yeah, I read that today, and I, I just thought it was fantastic. Have you read the story about the pen pal that she had in Iowa? That sounds vaguely familiar, like it's ringing some bells, but I don't I don't remember. They're going to so. put them on display in the Anne Frank house. It, she had this these pen pals in Iowa, and she would, like, tell them about her sister and her mother and her family before she um, had to go into hiding, and then they were just kind of like, what happened to this yeah, girl? Yeah, I, I was about to say, can you imagine how – a it would abruptly stop. Well, know, they, like, she she informed them on what was happening where she lived. So they, they did know a little bit about um, well, then how terrifying her situation. For them. Very. And actually when her book came out was when they were like, or no, when the when they wrote the play, Dude, they were like, that's our Anne Frank. That's can, our Anne can Frank. Can you imagine you're having a correspondence with someone you feel like you know them? Yeah, they were both then, like the same age, had older sisters, like they could like yeah. relate to stuff. And yeah. then... They get completely cut off from you. You don't exactly know what happened, but you sense it's probably pretty bad. And then can you imagine reading her diary after that and being like, this is the continuation of the story that started with us, you know? Yeah, she said that when she read the book, she just cried the entire time. I cannot imagine. Cannot imagine. Yeah, because like that's your friend, you know? That's so sad. God, everything about that story, it's so tragic. I mean, and it, it just served to totally humanize that situation for yes. a lot of people it's such that's why it's important so important book. yeah it's so important yeah it really is um and also I guess there's stories from her classmates that are coming out that it survived and I would love to read those and learn more about like the people that got through it you know I've read a lot of books of people who have survived I really like the book Night by mm-hmm. I'm gonna say his name wrong but yeah, yeah. Wysel. yeah um really love that book so I'm excited to learn as much as I can about her and about that time so I just found that really interesting. Yeah, that's super amazing. Yeah. I just have one last thing here. 
Benedict Cumberbatch says he won't take on a role unless his female co-stars are paid the same. I saw that. Love hey, you. Hey, woke bay. Woke bay. <laughs> he Hit says, me up. It's about implementation. Equal pay and a place at the table are the central tenets of feminism. Look at your quotas. Ask what women are being paid and say, if she's not paid the same as the men, I'm not doing it. Yes. It's Praise amazing. be. I know. Blessed be. <laughs> The actor added that his new production company is also committed to developing female-led projects. So he and his business partner, um, they have a production company, and they are the only men in their production company. So the two nice. of them own it, but they're the only men. I love and, it. Um, so they, they're working on a lot of very like female-focused, female-centric projects. I love um, it. Especially having a man. There's something about a man who is recognizing this and doing something about it that is like such great allyship I feel right, like that is yeah. going to make a big difference. This is active allyship. Like this is using your power for good. Yeah. You know, and I think he's so good at that. Like I know that there were a few years ago because uh he he came under fire a few years ago because remind me. I guess in the UK they can say things like they they can say colored. Like in other countries mm. they can say like a colored man talking mm. about a black person. And you don't do that here. Don't do that here. It's very stigmatized. And he said that at one point and came under fire. People were pissed. And his reaction to it, I remember being so... Sincere? Sincere. Yeah. yeah. He was. He didn't make excuses for it. I think so many people in that same situation would have come back and been like, well, where I'm from, it's fine. Yeah. You know, and he... You don't even know. And yeah. he didn't do that. He was just like, I made a mistake and I, I apologize. I understand that that is a, a term that is upsetting to a lot of people. And going forward, I won't use it. And, you know, just basically owned up to it. And I was love just like, him. this is a situation. Yeah, he's amazing. I love him. And um, he does know that he's using his power for good. He's not oblivious to that. He says, if it's centered around my name to get investors, then we can use that attention for a raft for female projects. Half of the audience is female, and in terms of diversity, Black Panther is now the third most successful film of all time. The audience is there. It's about facilitating platforms for talent. If you do that, the combination is combustible, world-beating. That is what we have to do. He's amazing. Like, I, I am so in awe. We give, you know, Woke Bay of the Week is Benedict Cumberbatch. Can we do, we didn't do a Women Crush Wednesday today. Can we do Woke Bay Thursdays? Woke Bay <laughs> Thursdays? I don't know. Actually, like, I kind of like, I mean, any day of the week would rhyme, I guess, because it's the word day. Woke Bay Thursday. Yeah, that's true. But we could also do Woke Bay Wednesday. Yeah. Or Tuesday. Or we could pair it with our um, Man Crush Mondays. Why haven't we, we were talked about starting that and we never know. did it. We need to do it. Well, because we upload an episode on Monday. So maybe we, that's why slipping. we don't think about it. I don't we know. are so slipping. So, Benedict. Yeah, all around snaps to you. Love you. Love you so and, much. And more people need to be doing this stuff. Yes. And, and not just men for women, but I know that Jessica Chastain, for instance, has, yes. you know, stepped up to the plate as far as... Women Crush, we- women crush Wednesday. That's what yeah. we're doing this week. Yes. It's late, but we're going to do it. Yeah, we're okay. going to do Jessica Chastain and Benedict Cumberbatch because... I love it. Jessica Chastain did something similar where she stepped up to the plate for the help and was just like Olivia... What's her name? Octavia Spencer? Octavia Spencer. My God. Octavia Spencer, she's just like, she 
needs to be paid the same as me or like we're not doing this yes like you know like she went to them and was just like this is unacceptable yeah and she deserves to be and then Octavia Spencer fucking won an Oscar for that role yeah and they've been like pay your talent and they've been like you know friends since then like they've got each other's backs that's how it works and that's what we need to continue to do yeah that's what feminism is about it's like I'm gonna help you up you help me up men and women we're gonna help each other like elevate each other yep. onto the next level so I love it I love awesome. it love it love it have you read our most recent review on iTunes I think so I love I didn't realize this when I sent it to you but it says something like finally a witty podcast that isn't by men <laughs> that was like the title of it yeah it says witty podcast not from dudes hooray I do appreciate that because I listen to a lot of witty podcasts yeah. that I enjoy. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy them greatly. But a lot of the witty podcasts that I listen to are from men. Like I yeah. listen to Daily Zeitgeist, which God bless them, they bring on a new comedian every day. Yeah. And often they will bring on women. I think it's pretty equal men and women who they bring on, but it's hosted by two guys. Mm-hmm. And then I'll listen to Culture Kings, which is three guys. You know, and they're fun conversational podcasts yeah. like what we do, but they're hosted by men, you know, so it is cool. But also the fact that someone has described me as witty, I'm like, oh my God. My mom described you as articulate today. Did you get that? That, I I read that. I was like, my God, me? Because I feel like I get so nervous in life and I start like not being able to think of words. So the fact that I I sound like that, I know, but sometimes I'm just like, like, that's like the one thing that I'm just like, God, why do I sound like an idiot all the time? Um, cause I just can't think of words sometimes and I want to sound smart damn it. and I know words and then sometimes I just can't say them. So the fact that some, like some stranger online, like called me witty. I'm like, I love you. Whoever you <laughs> Give are. Give me be best friend. <laughs> I love you. Tell us who you are. <laughs> um, speaking of our lovely listeners, should we read some sister solidarity stories? Totally. We have one left from Madison that I'm going to read. Um, I'm reading this as the third story. It's the second story. So she starts it off as, second story I have is from when I was in middle school a while ago. I was so super shy and it was sixth grade and I was new to the school where everyone else had been going to school together all throughout elementary school. So I didn't know a lot of people. But this was the first time that I got into politics because I decided to run for the school treasurer, which is awesome, by the way. But I had to give a speech and because I'm so shy, I had a really hard time with this, but I powered through. I was running against this girl who was so sweet and everyone liked her in my grade, so I was sure that I wasn't going to win since no one knew me, but I wanted to try anyways, and so we each gave our speeches in front of the four grades that were allowed to vote. After the speeches were given and everyone voted, we all went back to our classrooms and waited for them to be counted. While we were sitting in the classrooms, our teacher acknowledged that we both did a great job and the class clapped for us. But then there was this boy named Riley who raised his hand and asked if he could say something, then proceeded to stand up. I'll never forget what he said. I want to congratulate Madison for running since she's new to the that she's new this year and doesn't know anyone. I just wanted to acknowledge this because even if she doesn't win, it was really cool and brave. Oh my god. I feel I feel like I'm gonna cry, seriously. Especially in middle school, can you imagine? I know. Everyone hated me in middle school. It was horrible. No one would have stood up for me. And for a guy to do that. I know. When he probably cares so much about like what his dude friends think of him in middle school. Like to do that for the new girl is 
amazing. So cool. Throughout this whole campaign, I was so nervous and no one talked to me about, so for this boy, I don't know, to say this was amazing and gave me some confidence, which he was definitely being truly sisterly right then. By the way, I did win because my younger sister got the whole grade to vote for me. (laughs) There's a sister solidarity right there. Which I didn't know about until afterwards. It's all about the connection in politics, I guess. Hell yeah. And like, that is a true sister solidarity For real. That's that's your your sister. Your sister stepped up for you. Stepped up. And I just have to say, I love that this, that her like full solidarity story involved a guy. Yeah, me too. Because... That counts to me entirely. So if you guys want to send in stories that involve that kind of thing, like we're calling this sister solidarity. Yes, we want women supporting women's stories. But to me, like just having anybody step up and support you and show solidarity in such a way that is, to me, that was a very feminist thing of him to do. I mean, it's exactly like what we were just saying with Benedict Cumberbatch, where it's yeah. just like men can be, you know, woke bays. Like they can be feminists too. Of course. They can stand up for you and empower you and, and you know, like when maybe nobody else is doing that for exactly. you. That's and amazing. You, and you still feel that sense of solidarity and respect and uh, love from that person. And so if you want to send us that those kinds of things too, you know, don't overthink the things that you send us. We just want to hear from you guys. Like, honestly, it's our favorite thing. It's for sure my favorite thing. I like getting a little slice of life from people too. Like, I like knowing that that's what her middle school experience was. Like, that's cool to me. It's, sometimes I think you get so wrapped up in your own experiences that you kind of don't realize that everyone around you is living their own lives and having their own experiences. Exactly. I like getting those stories. Me too. Thank you so much, Madison. And I'm going to shout out really quick to a listener whose Instagram handle is Sparkly Daydreamer for making my day yesterday. I was going through withdrawal from my medication because I was so busy the last few days. Never get too busy to get your prescription, guys. And I was just super, yeah, and I wanted to, and I just forgot when I came home from work one day, and like, I was just so tired, and it was, I worked late, and it was just, I couldn't, I just couldn't go to CVS, and I really should have, because yesterday was just rough. I only cried once, though, which is a total win. (laughs) Um, Good job. It was for no reason in the car outside of the kids' school. But whatever, it's okay, fine. Okay, but like that's me on a Tuesday, so that's fine. Like you're okay. <laughs> so I, you know, I had a few friends of mine that are personal friends of mine reach out, and it it was really sweet to me that this person reached out and sent her love from Quebec and sent me good vibes. That's all I needed, honestly. Like that, I sent that to Keegan, like a little screen grab, and I was like, "How rad are our lives?" And she was like, "So rad," and it's true. We just truly, truly, one hundred percent love you guys so much, and you made me feel so much better. So thank you. Yeah, we're pretty lucky, I think, in general. So lucky. Right, Dorothy? Dorothy just parked right up. Dorothy's like, yes. She's leaning towards the microphone. Can you hear her? I hope so. Okay. girl? (laughs) The only thing that I have left to add is I got my official sample ballot in the mail. I thought that was mine the whole time that it was sitting there because I I have one too. I brought it to remind myself. In the state of California, or uh, yeah, our statewide primary election is on June 5th. I just got my sample ballot in the mail. I don't know when your state is having their primary elections, but this is your reminder from us to you to go register to vote. Don't forget to do your research. I know yep. that I am going to be, I don't know anything really about. I don't know anything. Right. I don't know much yeah. of anything about the primary election. So I am going to be doing my research, talking to people who know stuff, looking stuff up on the internet to figure out who I want to vote for. And this, you know, we're not going to tell you 
who to vote vote for or what no. issues are important. That's up to you. That's your right as an American and your right as a citizen. So go register to vote and do your yes. research and be ready to show up at the polls, right? Yeah. That's Dorothy's got a paw in the air. <laughs> yeah, she's got her fist up. And another reminder... Follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Email us your stories at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Find us on the Facebook group. I want to get oh, that shit do. going. Yeah, okay. Listen, guys. There's like three of us in there who post all the time. I don't even really post. I'm really bad about it, but I but I read everything. Shout out to Ramon. Ramon is very active in the Facebook group. Very active. Um, Vanessa. Vanessa, yes. So... You guys like get on there. Get we on we it. share, you know, we share news articles and stories and things that yeah. you know we think are interesting. Um, we'll share stuff that we talk about on these episodes. Yeah, so we want a place to talk to you and to have you guys talk to each other too, because so many of you are like, I wish I had people in my life that I that like felt the same way as I do. Well, pretty much everyone else that listens to us probably yeah. has similar views as you do. Yeah, so by I joining mean, the Facebook group, you can find a nice group of people right. to be besties with. And a good place to bounce ideas and thoughts off of. Maybe you don't think eye to eye on exactly everything, but yeah. you know, we've kind of set it up in there. I made rules so that there's no hate in there. So if you have a question, go in there and ask it. And yep. everyone we is will really cool. You. <laughs> and they'll all be really respectful yes. of, of your ideas and your thoughts. And also... Uh, listen on Radio Public as always. As always. You know. Radio Public would be great. I had someone message me about it the other day. My mom said that she didn't see our latest episode on Radio Public. Uh, so it is on there. It's on there. I looked okay. today. So it is on okay. there. Okay. My mom couldn't find it right away and got freaked out. Listen there. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on... And leave us reviews on iTunes because that's Oh fun. my God, please. I love it. It's my favorite thing yeah, in the world. Yeah, I love getting new reviews. It's super fun. We so. got like one like newish review which I just talked about and it just it made my life. I love yeah, it so much. It's a good time. That is really the only way that I can accept praise is like via a message that I can read alone where no one's looking at my face. Keegan's the worst at it, you I, guys. I can't accept praise. I tell her all the time how great and wonderful and lovely and talented and perfect and, she and is. And I want to walk out of the room. You can see her time. like crawling out of her skin. Yeah. Like, I'm not good at it. Keegan's skeleton walks out the door and just like leaves I'm her like, skin okay, there. Thanks, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for uh, listening with us and you know chiming in with us. If there are stories that you want us to cover or look into, email those to us. DM those to us we're that would make my life so much easier okay thanks we are so open to that so yes. uh, please you know go ahead and do that did we cover everything i think so oh we have a twitter that we never check that's why okay Keegan i get checks on it sometimes. i get on it but i don't ever update it yeah okay so it's yamf which is the worst sounding thing ever i know y-a-n-f podcast Follow us. If there's some more activity on there, maybe I'll start using it more. I don't know. So, I mean, encourage me. It's I do cool. get it's very fine. excited every time I log in and there's like a one notification. I'm and like, it's, ooh. And then it's like, follow these politicians. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, um, we've steadily gotten a few more followers on there. So that's great. All right. Um, but definitely, yeah, follow us on there. You can also, look, man, if you want to snoop on our personal lives, that's fine with me too. You can find me on Instagram at Keegan.Winfield or on Twitter with like 24 followers at Keegan.win and you can follow Madigan. I am She's Mad Again on Instagram, all one word. Don't follow me on Twitter because I don't even know what it is. 
Just follow me on Instagram. Talk to me on Instagram, guys. It's cool. All right. Well, guys, we love you as always. And we just want to encourage you, you know, to, to rage, rage on. on. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.